Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Suck Episode 105 of the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Uh, we're going to talk a little wrestling, a little Royal Rumble, a little uh, possibility of the podcast being, or should I say the Twitter account, at Workshoot Pod, possibly being hacked at one point <laughs> on Monday night. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in miracles, but uh, someone here, I think... Asked a miracle question. Uh, Jason, let, let's start off with that. I just left it up. Monday, I guess around like 11.30 Eastern, I went and looked on the Twitter because I was watching Rob, you know, a little delayed. And I saw the fact that uh, somebody or someone asked uh, Mike Bennett, the miracle from TNA, a question about his workout routine. Uh, were we hacked? We were not hacked. Now, I'm a man who's trying to get myself back in a good shape. I'm a solid 177 pounds, for those who are wondering. I'm trying to get down a little lower and start building some muscle mass. And I always am curious about asking tips of people who are in good shape. The man can wrestle without his shirt off. If I, if I go without my shirt off, I look like a disaster. Okay? Part of it's because my body's a little hairy. Maybe too much information for you guys. But I wanted some workout tips. I could have asked him... What's going to take TNA to the next level? Blah, 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 blah. But I want to know, as a man who's looking to keep myself in good shape, stay looking good for my lady, how could I maintain that? How could I do that? And he gave me some, he gave me a good tip. He does 45 minutes of cardio and then he lifts weights. I think it was, I think it was a tremendous question. We see a lot of wrestling fans, no offense to them, not in the best of shape. And they're not asking these guys about how they stay in shape. They're eating bonbons and cheese puffs. Okay? I'm doing cardio and killing it. So I just want to know how to how can I continue to look good. Okay. And if you would like to ask questions to uh, Michael Bennett, hashtag ask the miracle. That's uh, <laughs> at real Michael Bennett. Uh, let me let's see. And I just want to actually read what you wrote here, because now that we know that we weren't hacked, and uh, I guess we're not as popular as I thought we were, because, you know, someone would take the time to go and uh, to do that for us. But uh, at real Michael Bennett, maybe a douchey question, but curious what you do for your workouts. How much cardio compared to weights? This might be a douchey question. Yeah, it might be a douchey podcast we have this week as a result of that. But uh, I feel like that was not. A, I feel like that was a very legitimate question. How much cardio do you do compared to weights? I didn't say what's your workout routine and can you show me your hunk of man. I didn't. I didn't ask him that. I wasn't asking him if he was a hunk of man. Okay. I mean, he, he, he. You know, listen, he's in nice shape. You know, you can classify him as a hunk if you'd like. If that's what you know where you swing, but. I wanted to ask him cardio compared to weights, how he does it. And he gave me a good answer. So I was looking for it. Uh, at any point, did you say, um, 
if the booking gets better, I will actually see you on TV if my cable provider decides to get Pop TV. But because yeah. I do not have yeah. Pop TV, I will just be looking at pictures of Maria online while you do not know this. First of all, about the TNA, I know we got to talk about the Rumble, all this crap. I desperately try to look up highlights of this show, Corey. I go to poptv.com. I go to the YouTube channel. They give you like four bootleg-ass highlights a week. If you're going to promote this show, and you know a lot of people don't have this show in, in, our, in the country, you need to blast this out there. You need to let people know, like, show clips, like large clips of the show. All, I, I can read about the show, but I can't see anything. The only thing they had on the YouTube was the Feast of Fire thing, where they just made fun of that Grado guy. That was it. That was that was the, that was their clips. They wonder why they're so far behind all these other shows. No one wants to go there. Hashtag Ask the Miracle. Ask the Miracle, indeed. At, we'll get, we'll get into TNA a little bit <laughs> later because I think there's some interesting stuff going on there. I give it a few moments, but. I mean, you're going to be the one carrying that segment because I can't watch the damn thing. Absolutely. I mean, I understand. I, I actually have watched the – I actually watched the last two weeks in a four-hour block. I actually watched one, and then I was like, you know what? Let me see what my DVR got. I'll, I'll watch the other one. I was actually pleasantly surprised besides, you know, Grado. Um, but let's, let's get into the big subject of the week, Royal Rumble. You have a main event for Fastlane. We got some guy named AJ Styles. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Is now in the WWE. Uh, TNA maybe a little sore grapes, uh, sour grapes uh, on him not deciding to go there. We'll get into that in a little while too. But uh, also, Lucha Underground starts tonight. Yes, that, that's really the news of the week. Let's go. Let's go. Rey Mysterio becoming part of Lucha Underground. Uh, but you know what? It's it's interesting. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on in WWE land over this. Past couple of days, thing that's going to be forgotten in the long run will be Austin Aries signing with NXT, which I think is a nice move. But uh, The Rock is back, Triple H is champion, which you predicted uh, via Twitter because we weren't able to do a show this past week because of the snowstorm. At work, shoot pod, you went out on a limb and uh, let everybody know who you thought was going to win the title, and you were correct for a change, sir. Where would you like to start with uh, AJ, Triple H being champion? Uh, the Rock coming and you know maybe not talking the nicest to Lana. What? Where do you want to start with the many subjects? Well, let's start. Let's start with The Rock, and I know that that's uh, you know there's you know the, the Ask the Miracle thing started because I saw that someone made a comment about saying how The Rock was misogynistic and sexist and all this stuff when he made his comments on um, Raw. First of all, I thought he was hilarious. Um, I thought it was easily the best part of Raw. I like the interaction with him in a new day. I think the stuff with Lana was hilarious and the big show. He was great. And, you know, this is the problem. And, and the, the problem is not what The Rock said, is that we're all way too sensitive about everything. And that's why, one of the reasons why we can't have an attitude error. One of the reasons why Vince would be, you know, shitting his pants if every week guys were cutting promos like that. He can do that every now and then for The Rock because he made a billion dollars. His movies made a billion dollars last year. But he can't have Xavier Woods and John Cena and these guys coming out every week cutting promos being a little bit inappropriate because sponsors and people and stockholders would, would go nuts. That being said, Corey, there needs to be more of this in the WWE. And I'm not saying to that extent, 
but more kind of unscripted, more of a fun show. And I noted this on Twitter at Work Shoot Pod. More of a fun show that is not doesn't take itself so damn seriously all the time. You know, not so formulaic. It's like this is gonna happen, then this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. Give me something different. Give me a guy coming out, he's gonna cut a promo, he gets attacked for the hell of it. You know, guys cutting promos about different things, guys being funny, um, playing up to their adult audience a little bit, talking. So I, I just I think that although I know it can't be to the extent that The Rock was, because The Rock can really do whatever the hell he wants. I do think there needs to be more of that in the promos and in the way we watch Raw. Because, Corey, we watch Raw every week. We know what the hell is going to happen. They're going to do this, they're going to do this, then they're going to do this. And then The Rock comes on and they totally switched it up. So I think if they did more of that, it'd be more of a fun show for people to watch. And I think more people would watch it. Four million people watched this week. I know the Royal Rumble wasn't great. But I don't think it was a coincidence that The Rock was on and the show was, and the show had better higher rating. Uh, you know what? I let's see. Where do we start with uh, The Rock? I thought was was funny. I thought the segment maybe went a little long, like everything on Raw always does. I mean, live TV things are going to get cut. Things are going to happen on the show. I didn't have a huge problem with the uh, the situation with Lana in the back. I mean. Was it a little over the top, maybe, for the PG era? I, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm going to say it again. But I could see why maybe the idea of if a woman had said that to a man in the exact opposite situation. It, what, did she, what did he say? That we, that we had, he basically said we had sex. What, what was, what's wrong with that? He basically was like, we, you came up to my room, we got drunk and had sex. People have conversations like that all the time. What was so horrible about that? I guess uh, in storyline, I would. I guess he was he was in a relationship. She's in a relationship with Rusev, I guess, and The Rock, had, you know, was in a serious relationship. Just had a kid. I mean, I guess if you look, I, I guess I didn't have a problem with it. I'm going to say it again before you jump down my throat. But the idea of that maybe it was a little over the line with the idea when you're in a PG mode. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Is there anything that The Rock can't say? When he comes out, I mean, you know, he's throwing around llama penis, which is funny, but you know, if anyone else on the program, you know, decided to say penis in any sort of way, they'd be sitting in, you know, McMahon's office, you know, getting berated for an hour. I mean, yeah, but I, yeah, but Corey, I, I think the bigger thing is, is not necessarily, he said stuff that was inappropriate, the weed comments, he said stuff that was like a little inappropriate, like the weed things a little, you know, whatever. But in general, I, I mean, more big picture, having guys cut promos that are a little bit more loose giving guys a bit more of the freedom to talk. I think that's what we're missing. And we've talked about that a lot, but it, 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 every now and then it, we, it shows up on the show. And I feel like it really did there. It felt like it to you. Did it not feel like it, a different, you were watching a different show? Well, absolutely. I thought it was fun. I think that, and the big thing was it was unscripted for them. I mean, it, he, like any time that he comes out there, he's got bullet points. He's got to go, you know, most likely do. It's got to get from point A to point, you know, to point D or whatever you want, whatever letter of the outfit you want to go to. He had, you know, he had to get out there, go and tell everybody it was WrestleMania season, which the crowd didn't exactly care about that part of it. He had to go and do a couple, a little bit of a shtick with the audience. He had to make sure that he said a key line that would get the New Day out. 
he had to go and say the line of saying Plan B, which was funny, and you know, and to get you know the Usos out to have the interaction. Those things, you know, you know that the segment's going to end with him, you know, giving the the rock bottom, the people's elbow to Xavier Woods. I mean, those things are known, but everything in between is free flowing. That's a thing that the un, that uh, the Rock did so well in the Attitude Era. That's a thing that DX did, you know, the at that time. Steve Austin, Mankind, all these guys, NWO, they had bullet points. And then when they got out there, they knew there was a point A to a point B to a point C. And we end the segment on point D, you know. When Paul Heyman has said in many interviews, when he goes out there, he has bullet points, but he could say basically whatever he wants. And that's why when he talks, it's so fresh, engaging, and interesting. And unfortunately, now, now I'm going to interrupt you, Corey, for one second. I'm sorry to interrupt. Won't be the first so time. So you point out that Heyman could do what he wants. Part of the reason is, and I didn't realize this until that Heyman documentary, I think a couple of years ago, that he has his own business set up already. So he makes his own money. Mm-hmm. So if he got fired from the WWE... He'd be like, all right, I'm fired. It would, I'm sure he wouldn't love it, but he'd be fine. The Rock makes $25 million a picture, whatever the hell he makes now. If they, WWE said, we don't want you or whatever, I mean, he, the WWE needs him a lot more than he needs them. So he wouldn't care. And, you know, that's part of it too, maybe, is that, you know, you look at these, <clears throat> the Zolf, Dolph Ziggler's, the Shazaro's, the, whoever you want to say. For the most part, Corey, like, they need the WWE, you know, they really, really do. And the WWE knows that. And, and maybe that's part of where the issues are is, you know, Dolph isn't going to say, let me do my own thing. I mean, Dolph's a stand-up comedian. I think he can come up with stuff on his own. But I don't know how funny he actually he, is, but yeah. Okay. Well, but I think if he tried, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's Louis C.K., you know what I mean? But but if he if he said, hey, um, you know, whoever, uh, Road Dog. You know, on SmackDown, I want to just, you know, go off the cuff here and give me some bullet points. I don't think they would let him go. And I think he'd be afraid to ask. I think there's this whole grab the brass ring and whatever, but I don't think they really want guys to upset the apple cart. And I think that's a big part of it, too. Absolutely. You know, I think within range, I think it would be great if you had one or two segments a week where it was loose, you know, a looser format. I mean, you know, it di- di- and you may disagree because we're at, you're having so much fun watching it. But, you know, The Rock was off for like 25 minutes. It was a little longer. You know, I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. Yeah, but, but you I won't, think, but I think it was, un- I think that'd be unusual for promo. I mean, I think the most of the promos would be guys kind of getting to the point and, and, and things like that. I don't, I don't think you would normally see like a promo that long from guys. And even when The Rock was you know, doing the attitude there, he wouldn't have promos like that, but he hasn't been there for forever. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we would see that usually 25 minute promos are talking for that long. Um, it felt a little long, but I, I didn't, I, I thought it was entertaining and they were, it was cut up into different segments. So it wasn't like he was just talking about the same thing for a while. Um, I mean, the closest thing to kind of doing their own thing a bit seemed to be the new day. They do seem to really have their personality in their promos. And I, I don't really know how that is. I, I'd be fascinated to know. I know those guys have done a lot of interviews lately, but they do get their personalities in these promos. And I think maybe that's the next step for some of these guys. Owens does that too. Maybe that's what these guys have to do somehow is, get their own personality in the promos that they that they that are written for them. 
Absolutely. And I don't want anybody to think that this is becoming this, this is supposed to become a discussion of ripping WWE for not allowing their talent to go and be creative. That's not what we're saying here. I mean, at least that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm actually giving credit to the idea that they actually went and did this type of segment. And you would like to see them, you know, maybe do a little bit more of it. But you know what? Absolutely. Let's let's get to something that I saw very interesting about that segment. Overall, was the idea that he went to the beginning, right at the beginning of the segment when he got out there, said, you know, let's get, you know, ready for WrestleMania. At the end of the segment, he said, I'll see you guys at WrestleMania. Uh, with the idea of him having, unless you really think he's going to do something with either Rusev or the New Day, which I just don't <laughs> see, especially with the New Day. Do you think that we're not going to see him wrestle? I mean, I don't – leaving that segment, it didn't feel like he really had anything any anything building to a WrestleMania match. And I understand he's doing all these movies, so he may not be able to. But what was your feeling? Are we going to see him in a match? He said, he said see you at WrestleMania. <laughs> that means he's going to be there. <laughs> he did not indicate at all he's going to wrestle anybody. I think I, – I don't, I don't see him – he has become so much more successful – as a movie star, since even the last time he wrestled in WrestleMania, which was, what, two years ago? Give or take, yeah. Uh, I don't see him wrestling. Like, I don't see it. Because now he's so big, and well, he's large in general. <laughs> but he's so, but I mean, he's gigantic. But he's such a big movie star now. I mean, Corey, is he not the biggest action movie star in Hollywood? I think he is. I'm pretty sure uh, he is, yeah. Yeah, so is he going to risk all that to wrestle a match? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I if I were him, I think it's stupid. I mean, I think it's stupid. I mean, his movies made a billion dollars last year, and he's at the number one rated show on HBO. Not a great show from what I've heard, but still the number one rated show on HBO. So... I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk all that to wrestle. I really wouldn't. I think it's not. I think it's. I think it's a silly financial decision. I think you can make appearances and come out and and you know do a rock bottom or a people's elbow and make fun of dudes, put dudes over. But I think in terms of him wrestling in a match, I think it's. I think it's silly. Last for thing, him. Uh, I, I agree. Last thing on the rock, at least as far as I have. Do you think that? Uh, well, well, we'll say all the people. Uh, the Miz, Big Show, Rusev and Lana, The New Day, The Usos. Did anybody actually get over or is any bigger? Did anybody really get the rub from The Rock last night? Besides, you know, the three fans who were most likely weeded out of their head. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that stuff's always hard. Because what are you going to do? Have three guys, like, beat the hell out of The Rock? I mean, what's that going to do? Um I, I don't know. I think it was good for the New Day. I think it was good for the New Day to be out there battling wits with him and talking with him. Um, and I think the fact that they had the New Day doing that shows their confidence in them. Because usually when The Rock does have these one of these things, it's old Dallas, and he just makes fun of him for five minutes and then beats him up. He actually, went, he actually went back and forth with the New Day, and The Rock put the New Day over, So, which I thought was interesting too. So I, I think the New Day looked better coming out of this. Did he give them the rub? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but do I think they look better coming out of this? Absolutely. You know, you brought him up. I'm just going to get this out of, this, out of the <clears> way because <throat> I almost didn't make it to the to the Rock segment on Raw because there was a segment early in the show that was just I thought was horrific, 
I never knew how good of a rapper Bo Dallas was or how terrible a rapper Flo Rider is. I mean, I don't know. You want to – that was horrific. I almost didn't get past that segment. I almost turned it off. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Corey, this social outcast thing, I mean, we made fun of the New Day, right? I still remember on this very podcast how much we made fun of the New Day, and now they're probably the most entertaining thing in, in the WWE. So maybe the social outcasts will come up with something. We know the guys can talk a little bit. They are a little funny. Curtis Axel kind of is like the straight man. I, they can be kind of funny. So I thought it was entertaining. I didn't think it was anything crazy. Flo Rida does not seem like a good rapper at all. Um, <laughs> I was more impressed by Bull Dallas. Give him a contract and a Grammy. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't really impressed by, you know, but it was fine. I, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a big deal. It's a three-hour show. Sometimes you got to throw stuff like that on the wall and see what happens. So I thought it was fine. Like I said, that was really my <clears throat> only low point of the show. I thought, I thought it was a good follow-up to the Rumble. We'll get into the Rumble itself in a minute, but let's get to the the big thing. I, and actually, I'll let you pick which one is the bigger thing: new champion in Triple H, or AJ Styles being part of the WWE. I mean, the immediate thing <clears throat> probably is AJ because we've been waiting for him for a while. But, I mean, it's got to be Triple H, right? I mean, this, it, it, he's going to be the main event of WrestleMania. We don't know what the hell they're going to do with AJ. He might be in eight-man tags jobbing out to the Ascension in a couple of months. We have no idea where they're going to go with him. So, um, it's got to be Triple H being the champion. I, I like this promo on Monday. Um, I think I'm going to enjoy what they do with him as champion. Obviously, he's only going to wrestle basically one match as champion, and that's against probably Roman Reigns. But um, I enjoy this promo. Uh, I enjoy Triple H when he's like a little bit more fired up. Um, and I think him being the champion is definitely a little weird. And we know the WWE champion is not going to wrestle in a match for like two months, which is kind of strange as well. Um, but wasn't that Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there you go. You know, similar to Brock Lesnar. So, um, but he's not even going to be wrestling like fast lane. Like he's not going to have any, you know, he's not going to do anything for a while. So, um, you know, that'll be a little weird maybe, but um, I, I'd look this promo and I think they could do some really good things telling that story, flushing it out. You know, why Triple H hates him, why he's so mad that he's, that Reigns is involved, you know, and all those sorts of things. You know what, I... How do I put this? Sometimes we bitch a complaint. Me more than Jay. I'll be the first one to say that about things. But you know what? Sometimes the simplest solution is the right solution. You've caught, you've decided to go and give a story of Roman Reigns being against the authority. I mean, kind of makes no sense why they don't like Roman Reigns. I mean, that, that, that part of the story is still a little shaky to me. Uh, but I, I think that Roman, Roman Reigns fighting for the title is the right thing for the story that they're telling. Do I think, you know, Triple H being champion in 2016 makes, you know, makes sense logically? Not really. But I think it's the right thing for the story they're telling. With, I'm going to say this week after week. With all the injuries they have, I don't know. Maybe, you know what, maybe Triple H shouldn't be champion, but he should still face Roman Reigns. But I, I really like the idea that they've started on something, and as of right now, it looks like they're going to they're going to go give you a payoff to the story. You're not going to have to wait, you know, another six months to find out Roman Reigns actually is able to face 
Triple H somewhere. So, I mean, I like that. I think the way that they did it at the Rumble I thought was well done. You had that <clears throat> idea that it wasn't Triple H versus Roman Reigns, the last two guys. You gave Dean Ambrose, I think, a little bit of a rub. I mean, I think sure. Dean Ambrose mostly should have been able to talk a little bit on Monday after being the second to last guy, you know, basically the last guy eliminated. I think with the uh, the Rock segment going so long, maybe that had to get cut out. That's conjecture. I don't know anything for sure on that. But I think it was done well. And I really do like the idea of Triple H being champion for this period of time and seeing what type of stuff he can do. I mean, I thought maybe you'll disagree. You said you liked the promo, but you know what? That really felt like a babyface promo to me. That did not feel like a heel promo. That was a guy who loves wrestling, feels wrestling is the most important thing. This, I mean, yeah, is he, is he pompous? But it felt it felt like a babyface promo. And this is to be the biggest thing they're going to have to get by, especially if they go in this direction. You saw what happened at the Rumble. Roman Reigns was booed, and he wasn't. He was he was cheered a little bit here and there. He was booed quite he a bit. Shit, he was shit on Raw. He was shit on Raw. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he was cheered a little bit, but uh, but you know what? One thing that we've spoken about this podcast multiple times: the crowd that's at a Raw is different than the crowd that's at a Rumble or a Mania. And if your Rumble crowd and your SummerSlam crowd are going to go and basically crap on or shit on your number one contender and your most likely future champion, who's supposed to be the babyface, you don't think that's going to be the reaction at WrestleMania where you have even more hardcore fans? Yeah, I mean, the the one line that Triple H said that I loved, he goes, I'm going to be champion as long as I want to be champion. I'm the WWE champion because I decided to be. Like, that's such a, a line that these guys, none of these guys can say. You know what I mean? Like, none of these guys can use that line. Like, I wanted to be champion because I felt like it, because I wanted to take the title. And um, I love that he said that. I think it made him seem like such... And again, that, that you can say what you want about what that means for the rest of the roster, where he could say that and nobody else can. I think that's also an issue in itself. In terms of the booing and stuff, you know, I think we we talked about why Reigns gets reactions during pay-per-views and Raw's are different. And I think we both talked about, I think you mentioned the traveling thing, that fans travel. And I think that's definitely true. Um, I, I think there are a lot of fans traveling to the big shows like the Mania, the Royal Rumble. And that could be why Reigns got that negative reaction. Obviously, the fans were clamoring for AJ and he was probably the biggest star at the Royal Rumble. He's probably the biggest, got the biggest reaction at the Royal Rumble. Um, so, you know, th- there's definitely that element of it. Everyone's saying they should turn the Reigns heel. I don't know, Corey. I feel like at this point, you got to keep it going. I mean, he got a big reaction at that, at, I think, the, what, the TLC pay-per-view when he attacked Triple H. People were going nuts. They were going legitimately nuts and not I'm all oh, the internet, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. It's this thing happened, and people lost their shit. And I, I think they need to continue down that path. And I think all the hate for Reigns, I think, is stupid anyway. <clears throat> I really do. I, I think he's not the greatest worker ever. He's not the greatest on the mic. But he's got the look. He's pretty good in the ring. I think he's charismatic. You know, I, I think he has what you need to be champion. So. Does it annoy me a little bit? Is it, I think, a little silly that the people are booing him and all that? 
Yes, a little bit. It, does he have to be their favorite guy? No, but this kind of vitriol against Reigns in general kind of is annoying to me, <clears throat> and I'm sure Ed would agree. Would Ed would agree? But uh, Eddie Z. But yeah, I think you got to keep going with this. I think the idea of turning him heel at this point really isn't the way to go. They could try to do this when Rollins returns. I think maybe maybe it would make sense then. But for now, they've got to keep going with the storyline that they have going. Well, we can get to this conversation another time, but I don't know if I consider him that charismatic, really. Uh, he's a, I think the women find him attractive. That's great. Uh, I think he's okay in the ring. Uh, I, I, I've said in the past that Roman Reigns being champion at, isn't the worst thing in the world, and I think that he's put in some time, and I think he's better than he was, you know, Two years ago when he got that monster push at the Royal Rumble, when he eliminated, you know, 14 guys. Um, well, this is going to be a, this is something we'll mostly talk as the weeks go on about Reigns. A lot of things I have to say about that. We won't get that right now because we've got a lot of things to talk about. But I would say Reigns-Triple H is going to be your, you know, it's going to be your title match. I think Triple H being champion, I think, fits the story they're going with. Uh, would I feel a lot better about this if this was, you know, 1997, and he was, you know, 15 years younger and was going to most likely wrestle more and all the other things. But I even said it myself, he, Brock Lesnar has, you know, wrestled, you know, once every two months. Now he's wrestling a little bit more now that he's got an actual three-year contract, so we don't know he's definitely leaving. I think it's, I think it's an interesting, interesting story, and I think we have a long way to go in these 60-plus days to WrestleMania. And I think there'll be a lot of twists and turns. And I think we'll. I think by the end of it, I think I think they'll have a decent match. I mean, do I think it's gonna be the best match on the show? No, but I think it's it gonna have good. to be a slugfest. It's gonna be have to be these guys beating the shit out of each other. I, I think that's where they're gonna have to go with it, or else the match might be might struggle. Because Triple H, as we saw with Sting last year, I mean, he's he's lost he's lost his fastball a little bit. It wasn't a good match, I thought, really at all. Um, and I think he's going to have to have some gimmicks, really, to to push this match through. Um, you know, that being said, you know, we'll see. But we got a long time to talk about all that. Absolutely. Uh, next thing, uh, which we kind of spoke about for a second before, uh, some guy, the former IWGP heavyweight champion two times, you know, the only other guy, basically American Vader, which we got told, or, or that title that, you know, Brock Lesnar held. Never was in TNA or anything, but uh, AJ Styles, number three in the Rumble, number one in our hearts. Um, what was your thoughts on the AJ Styles two-day experiment so far, Rumble and uh, Raw versus Jericho? Yeah, so I thought the match with Jericho was very good. Um, I thought they told a good story. It wasn't a crazy high-flying match, but <clears throat> I really enjoyed those two, and I, I would really like to see them work again. Um, I wish Jericho was like five years younger, but because um, I think, but he still can work. I just I would love to see him be a little younger. It is what it is. Sounds like a common um, theme of this show. Everybody being a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I thought the way they put him out there on the Royal Rumble, and this is what about WWE what drives me crazy, Corey. Probably the thing that drives me more crazy than anything in wrestling. When the WWE wants to book things right and wants to, they can, they know what they're doing. They really do. What they did with AJ and how they had him come out 
And, you know, as others have mentioned, Jason Powell's of the world have mentioned, we didn't have this Reigns out there and then a bunch of Hammonagers out there while the fans were going crazy for AJ. They brought him out immediately. So we didn't have to have the backlash against Reigns. Um, and the fans loved it. AJ was in there for a long time. Michael Cole put him over pretty hard. Um, and, you know, they made, they made fans uh, as familiar with them, you know, as they could with the time allotted, talking about the Rumble. But he looked great. I love what they're doing with the Styles Clash. I love that they're not having him do the move yet. Um, I hope that they haven't, you know, there's people saying, oh, they're not going to allow him to do it. I have no idea if that's true. I'd love for them to have him do it, but I'd love for them to only put bring it out during pay-per-views, during big matches. Make people pay to see that move. Um, kind of like what they did in New Japan. So I love that element of it. Um, and yeah, I really like what they've done with him so far. Again, who knows, but they've made him seem like a big deal. And what I want to see over the next couple of weeks, and this is old school, but I'd love to see it, are some video packages talking about this guy and where he came from. Obviously not TNA, because he never wrestled there before. TNA is not a company. <laughs> but <laughs> um, where he came from, talking about, you know, kind of building him up a little bit and talking a little bit about his history. Because obviously the internet fans all know who he is, but a 10-year-old kid may not have any idea who AJ Styles is. So what is this guy? Who is he? And why should we care about him most importantly? So they need to get that over to the fans while also building up whatever feud he's going to be in. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if they do that. But I think it's his debut is off to a tremendous, tremendous start. I agree. And just like Jason Powell, Wade Keller, and a lot of people have said, the idea that putting him in at number three was smart for, for, him, for himself, and it also... <clears throat> It limited the booze at that time that Roman Reigns was going to get. And also bringing in, you know, Chris Jericho at six, you had some workhorses in there where you can go and cover up the booze or, of Roman Reigns. So I thought that was done well. He was in the Rumble for, I think, about, they say about 30 minutes, which I thought, you know, he, he went, to, he showed some stuff. I mean, for a guy who's had, you know, supposedly almost had a broken back a couple of weeks ago, he took quite a number of back bumps. I was a little surprised on that, but I mean, the real trooper. Um, I think that AJ is going to help Chris Jericho because I think that the, the heel turn of Chris Jericho is going to come as a result of this. I think you saw the beginnings of that at the end of the match. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how McMahon views AJ Styles. Do the is it <clears throat> Triple H who's the big fan of AJ and? is giving him this chance, and then when Vince actually sees more of him, does he go, the guy can't talk, and he's, you know, he's small and everything else. Let's hope that that doesn't happen. I thought that they set up some interesting things in regards to Kevin Owens eliminating him at uh, at the Rumble, and also the following day on Raw, there was a comment by the announcers saying that, you know, he was eliminated by Kevin Owens, so you... Kept that idea there. I don't know if they'll do that at Fastlane or if that'll be his possible WrestleMania uh, opponent. I mean, hoping he has, he's on the WrestleMania card, not the Rumble. I'm sorry, not the Rumble. The uh, Andre the Giant Pretty Battle sure. Royal. Uh, but I think that uh, another thing they did quite well. I mean, 
There'll be points on the show in which I'm sure we'll both bitch and moan at some stuff going on with the product. But I think a lot of things they've done well over this 48-hour period, which, you know, it's a very similar way we felt after SummerSlam. And then it went downhill for a while. So let's hope. Well, I think we've got a good good place that they're going. I thought the Royal Rumble was fantastic, Corey. I think it, it, I think the Royal Rumble was their, their best pay per view since last year's SummerSlam by far. I thought, and I think maybe better than last year's SummerSlam. I, I enjoyed it. Right? It was my favorite show since WrestleMania, or maybe since last year's Royal Rumble. I thought, I thought this year's was great. The Last Man Standing, the Royal Rumble itself, the women's match, what they did. I thought the whole thing was great. Let's see if they can keep the momentum going. They, they're going to need to have some action-packed bras, some good shows. This is where the three-hour show can be rough, Corey. I mean, keeping that momentum going is going to be hard. Um, but Fastlane should be a good show. And as long as these runs aren't too awful, uh, you know, they'll, we'll, we'll have some momentum building toward Mania. All right. Uh, going back for a second with AJ, do you think his first pay-per-view match, do they go right to Owens? Or do you think we get Chris Jericho? Like, I think, where, where do you think they're going to go? Do you think Owens is the... The opponent at Mania at the moment, or do you think it's first feud? Uh, it all depends on if they have other plans for Owens. If they have some big match planned for Owens, say The Undertaker or Brock, which doesn't look like that's the case. But if unless they do, if they if they don't, then at least the, I think we'll see Owens and AJ at WrestleMania. If they do have some big match planned for Owens, I think we see it at Fastlane. It seemed like they were gearing up for some big match with Owens at WrestleMania. That's what it seemed like the thought would be. So, but he did go against Jericho. I, I think really you could go either way. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say that they have a big match for Owens. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe, you know, maybe they have Zayn go against Owens after Zayn threw Owens out or they have a triple threat match. I mean, there's so many different ways they can go with it, but, um, the other thing is, do you want AJ to have his first match on a pay-per-view be against Kevin Owens and then him possibly lose the match? I think you want a guy that he can beat. So I think kind of what you're saying about Jericho probably makes a little bit more sense. But then can you have Jericho lose at Fastlane and then have a big match, you know, against, you know, Ambrose or what, what have you at Mania? So, I, you know, they're going to have to have someone they can kind of feed to AJ, in my opinion. And I don't know that Kevin Owens is that person. I, I, and I think that'd be a bad idea. Unless, of course, you're going to have a, like, kind of a, you know, a three-match series or a five-match series with the two of them. A lot of different directions they can go. And I think the Sami Zayn thing was just a momentary. Th- I think that was just a moment for the fans. I don't think he's coming up yet. I mean, I fully expect him versus um, Finn Balor on that uh, NXT show, WrestleMania weekend for the title. I think that's where they're going there. So I think that was just kind of a, a nod to the fans being like, all right, we know you guys love love him. It makes sense for him to throw out Owens. And I think it helped with the idea of lessening the anger of the fans where AJ gets eliminated. And once he gets eliminated, you get them right back up happy and you have the uh, Sammy, o, uh, Sammy Zayn elim- eliminating Owens. I think that's why that was done. But um, – I think we go. I think that I think this is all going to work out. Where you have AJ versus Jericho, Jericho loses, basically snaps, he turns heel, and then you know, then setting up 
him versus Dean Ambrose for the uh, for the title at Mania. And I think the two of them could work well together, and I think that's the direction we go. How are they going to keep Jericho strong heading into Mania? To me, that's the other question. Who, what young guys does he beat to keep himself looking strong, making that look like a credible match? Neville? I mean, at this point, Neville's pretty much a mid-carder, low mid-carder. Yeah, but I, I don't, Titus O'Neil, I mean, I, I don't know. You have to have him beat somebody credible. Do, do you really have to? All he really has to do is, you know, basically snap and beat up uh, Dean Ambrose, and then Dean Ambrose is the character that someone beats him up. He's going to go and just be like, all right, I, you want you want a piece of me? Let's let's go. And I that's basically um, what happens with the well, Owens. He can't, lose, he can't lose any more matches. I mean, he can't. I mean, once they start the shoot, he can't lose anymore. Oh, I agree. I think he. I think he'll lose to AJ, and it'll be a great match. And he, you know, you'll have one of those things where you think it's like a Ring of Honor moment where they shake afterwards, and then all of a sudden he puts his hand out like he did on Monday, AJ, and he goes and he basically, you know, takes him out. Or, or maybe if you have Owens have a big match against, you know, whoever, maybe the Undertaker, you have a triple threat. AJ, Jericho, and Ambrose for the IC title. Maybe. You know, that's a way they could go with it as well. Or they could do a ladder match with a bunch of those guys for the IC title as well. So they have a lot of good options with the IC title in terms of getting those guys involved. That way you get Neville involved too and, um, you know, a member of the New Day involved. I mean, that might be a way to go too, have, just, have a, just have a straight up ladder match like they did last year. I don't know. I, I think that could be a little bit of a downgrade for for Dean Ambrose after being, you know, the the last guy eliminated in the Rumble, being in the main event of the Fastlane pay per view. I mean, I know he's mostly there to be the guy who gets pinned more than likely, but I think that's a little bit of a step down. I could see that definitely well, happening. Well, he's got the IC title, Corey. So, I mean, what do you do, what do you do? I think he faces. I, mean, Jer- I think he faces Jericho, and then you have Kalisto. Is him facing Jericho a bigger match than him having a ladder match? I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. At this point, Jericho's uh, upper mid I mean, I know they're trying to make Jericho seem like a big deal, but if Jericho is in the ladder match as well, I, I don't think that's... I don't think a ladder match is a downgrade just because it's a gimmick match. I, I, I think if he's still champion at that time, I think Kalisto will be in that ladder match for the, uh, for the U.S. title. I think he'll have a ladder match for the U.S. title. And I think what Kalisto showed he can do at TLC... I think that's I think that's the fit there. I mean, there's a lot of different right. ways they can go. I mean, we'll see what happens on on that respect. But let's get to the last point on AJ before we move on. And it's going to go into unfortunately it might be the only time we mention TNA in this episode, even though I think they've been doing quite good lately. I know you have been able to see it. And I think the Hardy stuff has been quite actually well done. But uh Friday before the Rumble, Friday afternoon, you know, usually a time when you throw a story out there because you don't want someone else to scoop you, almost like. Um, TNA looking kind of petty, and I don't know even how to say this. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, <clears throat> if you're a fan of TNA, you go and say, at least they tried to go and do something big. But, Jay, I think you're going to agree with me. They, they came off looking really petty and, and bitter that AJ Styles, who's one of their own, and the two members of the Bullet Club decided to go and... Uh, not go back to where they don't pay guys on time and go to, you know, WWE. Now, they did try to, I don't know about rectify it, but they did put AJ over as far as congratulating him on um, the Royal Rumble, which I thought was interesting. Corey, I mean, they looked awful. 
They looked like a second-rate company. They looked absolutely terrible. You see Ring of Honor doing something like that. You see New Japan doing something like that. I, I thought it was so Bush League and so cheesy, so cheesy, incredibly cheesy, petty, second-rate. I thought they looked awful. Okay, yep, you got used as leverage. Yep, you didn't sign the guys. Well, it happens. It's a negotiation. You know, they fire guys. They don't re-sign guys because they feel like they can get a better deal or he's not a value to them. AJ had a price that he felt like that he was worth. They didn't pay that price or another company paid that price. He preferred to go there. That's where he freaking went. I mean, I, I don't understand if he signed a contract, then he'd be in breach of a contract. Then they would have sued him already. That's why people are the, the TNA's version of the events. They don't have a version of the events. He didn't breach a contract or else they would be suing him. He wouldn't. The WWE is very good with the legal stuff. And if he signed a contract, there is no way WWE would allow him to sign their contract as well. They looked at the contract. Their agent called the WWE, said, this is what we're getting from TNA. WWE said, we'll give you more or match it or whatever. <clears throat> and they said, we're going to go to WWE. I mean, it, it's very simple. And you know what? Too bad, so sad. These wrestlers have a limited window on which they could work and which their bodies can hold up to the amount of money that they can make for themselves and their families. He chose to make the best deal for him. You know, I, I don't think he's greedy. I think he did the best thing, and so did the other two dudes. They did the best they could do for them. And I don't fault him at all for that. He didn't sign a contract, it looks like, or else they would have already sued him. Yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind. So they came off looking petty and second rate, like they normally do. And you know what? I It's really one of those things where if there's something to this, they have to, they got to sue. If they're not willing to go and... If they, they, they would have sued already. They would have sued. I mean, they would when he showed up on 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 Raw, or when they already knew he signed the contract, they've known he's gonna go. They would have sued him already. Just they would have already sued him. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, it's sad to do this due to the fact that I think since going to Pop TV, TNA has actually put on a pretty good product over the last four weeks, and it's been four straight weeks of the ratings going up. I mean, TNA is doing a better job. I mean. They have my my partner in crime here, believing in miracles. You know, uh, ask the miracle by Jason Brooks every week. I mean, I think this should be a new segment for you. You, you and Mike Bennett can go and uh, you can ask him a question every week, and we can make fun of you on the show. I mean, TNA gets on the program automatically. You're no, ridiculous. No selling the joke. Thank you. You're uh, ridiculous. Hey, you know the show needs a miracle sometimes, but yeah. let's. But what do you think? Do you think that AJ do you think AJ is going to be able to have a good career in the WWE? Or do you think this is a short-term thing and he'll be a mid-carder? I mean, what's your what's your look in the future for for AJ Styles? And are you and this is the other part of it so we don't stay on this forever. Were you surprised that he came out as AJ Styles? Cuz like pretty much the last guy to do that was CM Punk who we'll talk yeah. about down the line. So Everything I've read, he owns the rights to the name. And I think they were thinking, like, why are we going to make this guy give this guy some other name? It's stupid. We'll just have him use his own name. 
Um, that's the first thing. And they thought they'd make the most money off him using his own name. He's been around for 19 years. Changing his name at this point, kind of silly. Um, so that's one. And you ask what, where he's going to be in the, in the WWE Pantheon. Their history isn't great with some of these guys. And so I would say he's going to be a mid-carder. He's going to be a IC US guy, maybe occasionally gets a crack at the heavyweight title in one of these fatal four-way or tournament matches. I don't see him ever being a star or a big-time guy. Uh, one of the things that we didn't mention in regards to the Rumble, we mentioned a little bit of pass in a last-man-standing match, which I th- to thought was, I think, by far the best thing on the show. But the Divas uh, really brought it. Or, sorry, women's, women's wrestlers. And I thought that whole entire segment on both Rumble and Monday were both really well done. I think Becky Lynch really shined. I mean, and I think we're gonna, it's going to lead into a three-way match at Fastlane between her, Sasha, and uh, Charlotte. I thought there, I thought the chemistry that Becky Lynch and Charlotte had at the pay-per-view was really good. I thought that Sasha Banks felt like a star, which she usually does when she's out there. I thought everything she did at the Royal Rumble, I thought really flowed well. She went and brought a little bit back from the old days of the fierce uh, females. What, what was uh, what was the group with her and um, and Summer Rae and Charlotte? I don't even remember. I have no, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Whatever. Okay. The, okay. the fierce Friday. I forget what they were called, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But she brought that back with for a second, looking at they were friends, and she made the turn. I don't know if she's a babyface or a heel yet. I still don't think WWE has really figured that out. I'm hoping what's <laughs> happened this week, she's no longer part of Team Bad. I think it's time for her to go out on her own, even though she had the lower third still saying Sasha Banks, Team Bad. But I really thought what they did this week was really well done. And I'd love to get your point of view on that. What, what do you th- I, know you, I know we're both huge fans of Sasha Banks, so yeah. we can be considered a little bit biased. But what do you think yeah. of... Uh, the weekend of for the D- WWE Divas, as they're called. So, Corey, we've been waiting for the Divas Revolution. We have it now. It, it's here. They're building the division around the three best stars, and the most important thing is the title. I mean, that's what we—that's what we've been looking for. They built a really strong babyface in Becky. I mean, the fans were chanting for her both Monday and Sunday. So she's. I, I, I didn't anticipate it at all, but she's becoming a huge, huge baby face. Um, she's really a likable character. <clears throat> she really is. She seems like a really nice girl. She's a very likable character. Her it mic work has been fantastic, which I would not have anticipated. And she's like kind of that lovable character who like, you know, she's good in the ring. And Sasha, yeah, she's kind of gray. She's kind of in between. But it's easy to do that with Sasha because what you say is, hey, I don't care who I'm going against. I want the title. The title is the most important thing to me, and that's what I want. And that's what they did in NXT. It's taken, unfortunately, you know, Nikki, who's, who appears to be hurt and out for a long time, and we wish the best for her. <clears throat> Brie, we don't know what her deal is. Maybe she's trying to get pregnant. I don't know what her situation is with her husband. Um and many of the other women who are kind of in the background and have been for a while, 
where I like them, but they should be. These are the three best women in the division, if you want to throw a page in there. <clears throat> but I think these are the three best women in the division. These are the women that the division needs to be built around. Again, you could throw a page in there. That's fine, too. And they should be gunning for the title. That That's what this is about. This is about going for the title with the three best workers in the women's division. I was excited to see it. I thought the crowd was into it both on um, Sunday and Monday. And I think moving forward, it's going to be a really fun feud between the three girls, three women. I, I agree completely. You know something that you found very interesting? And she's a reality star now. That's great. But I almost felt bad that both Paige and Natalia are on that show because they're not part of this, of this, of these great wrestlers working. I think you real. I understand that most likely the rock went long. So the deep, the second divas match was shortened to basically like two minutes, but I think we're seeing a true divide right now. We're going to see the girls, sorry, the ladies that are on total divas are going to be part of one segment and the, and the women from NXT or the real workers are going to be on a separate segment. Which, and you know, you know Corey, that's what the division should be. Everybody, you know, they did this thing where they had Team Bad and the PLC or the TCL or whatever the hell they called them. And then they had the Bellas. Peanut Butter and Jelly? And, and peanut Butter and Jelly. And PB and J. You know, Corey, they're not all on the same playing field. There's, like, like just like the men, there's mid-carters, there's main eventers, and there's, you know, jobbers. That, that's what there is, and we need the same thing with the women. They're not all on the same level, and that's okay. Bree is a jobber. Alicia right now is a jobber, although I wish they would have done more with her. That's okay that they're jobbers. Not a problem. Build up the women who the division should be built around. That's what they're doing. Paige will definitely get her shot at some point because we know how good she is. And Natalia is, is uh, you know, kind of that mentor role which I think is great, too. They actually have the women to have a fun, interesting division. Now they're actually booking it that way. Agree, but you know what? The, you, you say Paige and Talia will at some point get involved in this, and they're all, they're, all three of them are very good. I mean, I think Sasha and Becky are on a slightly different level. I know you'll disagree with me. Then Charlotte, in my, at least in my no, opinion. I agree, okay. I agree with that, although I think Charlotte is a star based on her mic work and things like that. But in the ring, I agree with you. But for how long can you just go with the three of them? You know, does this mean we're going to have Emma or Bailey? I don't think Bailey's coming up anytime soon. Or Oscar or someone else coming up from NXT so you have more than three people to fight each other? I mean, I think think we're going to most likely have, like I said, at at, uh, Fastlane, a three-way, and then at WrestleMania... I think you go with Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. But, you know, Divas, Total Divas is on for a couple of months. I don't know how long it's actually on for. But who else, you know, what other guys are you going to have in that division besides the three? Or do you think the three of them, for however long Total Divas is on, can carry that just with no other really fresh matchups? Um, I think they can, but I think Paige will get her chance. And I think Natalia might get a shot in there. Um, I think they're trying to build Natalia to maybe be involved somehow. I know what you're saying about this Total Divas sh- show. Um, and I really hope they keep the NXT, the former NXT women away from that because I think that would not be good. Although I do 
see them having Charlotte on this show at some point, as long as it continues to run. Um, but I do think, you know, they may get involved. Maybe Bailey comes up at some point. Um, so we'll see. But I, I do see other women getting involved. But you could have these, these ladies feud for a while. I mean, you could, the Becky and Charlotte thing to me is not completely done. I think there's more they can go there. I think Sasha and Charlotte is a completely new feud. And so I think they have several matches, pay-per-views they can do to continue the feud. So I, I don't think it needs to go anywhere anytime soon. And I guess what we're basically saying here, just to tie this all in a nice bow, we're going to have two sets of two sets of women's feuds right now. We're going to have Total Diva feuds, and we're going to have the wrestling feuds. And as long as they can keep that somewhat separated and not have... Once again, you know, having AJ Lee this time around, you know, being uh, Sasha Banks or whatever, starting a feud with the people being jealous that they're not on the show, I think we're in a good spot going into WrestleMania. You could have a Divas Battle Royal with all the Total Divas people on that cast in one, and then you have your either your singles or your three-way match at, you know, at WrestleMania, which I'm which I'm fine with. I I, I agree completely. Uh, our second to last subject of the day, uh, we said earlier that, you know, AJ Styles has signed with WWE, uh, Austin Aries has signed with NXT, and someone that I think a lot of people expected to come back to the WWE very soon, maybe be at WrestleMania as a surprise, was, uh, Jeff Hardy, the charismatic enigma as he's been known for quite a long time. He went and uh, just, I guess, decided to take the money that AJ left on the table, um, mm-hmm. and he's he's resigned. I mean, who knows if it's uh, how long the deal is, but usually his deals are, I guess, like a year or two each. What's your thoughts on uh, Jeff Hardy? I guess taking the simpler schedule and everything else, and staying where his family is, with you know, with Matt Hardy being the champion there now, and everything else. Jeff Hardy being staying with TNA. I mean, it's good for TNA. And he's a star. He's a guy who fans recognize, really like, take very seriously. And TNA needs as many of those guys as possible. So it's a good signing for TNA for sure. Hopefully they didn't break the bank on him, but I'm sure they gave him a very nice deal, which is good for him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a good move. Apparently there was a match between Matt and Jeff Hardy that I did not see um, yesterday. Um, but good for them keeping Jeff Hardy, and I think that's a good move for them moving forward. Well, let's take well, let's take it quickly. What do you think, though, from the WWE point of view? Of uh, what do you think if he would have came back? Do you think he would have been a difference maker, or do you think he would just been another aging star, Jericho or whatever, coming back and after a little while not really meaning much? Oh, I'm sorry, that's what yeah. TNA does. No, I, I I think that's exactly what would have happened. I think he would have come back. They would have been excited. And then he would have been, you know, a guy, just another guy, um, a, a jag. I, I think he would have been a jag at some point, just another guy. So, um, yeah, I, I think he was better probably staying in TNA and, and making the money, working the limited dates, staying with his brother. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he probably was better off staying. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to agree with that. I think the idea of... Jeff Hardy and TNA, I think he's actually a guy that people care about when they go. Whenever you see, you know, the 300 or 500 people at an event for TNA, a majority of the fans are wearing Jeff Hardy things. So he's still a draw. He's someone, even with all the 50-50 bookie that wrestling does, 
The fans still consider him a star. And you know what? It would have been nice for them to maybe get a Rey Mysterio or someone else, but at least they haven't lost another guy. And I think, you know what? Him versus uh, Matt Hardy with this new persona of the iconic Matt Hardy, I think will draw a little bit, and I think it's a good a good step for them, especially if uh, Kurt Angle is really, this is the end of the end of his time with this farewell tour, if he's really not resigning, I think it's good that they still have a viable guy that people will care about. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, TNA's been doing better, but we'll get into TNA another time because we're running a little short time. But last thing on the agenda, at least for me this week, two years ago this time, CM Punk uh, took his ball and went home. Uh, supposedly he's going to go and be on the UFC 199 card. Coming up in June, what's your thoughts? Two years later, CM Punk quitting. Is the business any better, any worse without him? Do you even miss him? I mean, what's your thoughts? Basically, the story that really got us, and we did shows on him basically every time he opened his mouth. What's your thoughts two years later on CM Punk not being in the WWE or in wrestling? Yeah, that's such a loaded question, Corey. I I don't know. I, I, I guess I've kind of thought about that in the past in terms of what's changed. And... Triple H is still in the main event of WrestleMania, and he's had big matches, kind of one of the things that CM Punk was complaining about. We still have a problem of the returning stars being the biggest guys. Um, so some of the stuff that he's complained about is still in place. I think the fact that what we've talked about, guys being stagnant, guys being afraid to speak up, that really hasn't changed. Guys being afraid to lose their spot, that hasn't changed. So many of the things that CM Punk was mad about has, haven't changed. The power structures hasn't changed. So, you know, really NXT has bloomed and, and has really, I think, changed the WWE and changed wrestling. With the exception of that, a lot of the things that are in place structurally in the WWE are similar to how they were when he left. And you know what? I really think that it's, you know what they always say, what, the show will go on. We've, you know, we've missed them. Even, you know, even when they're in Chicago now, it's not as big of, you know, people <clears throat> chanting CM Punk every three seconds. Still have some stuff going on there. I mean, you know, with, with, with the rash of injuries, you know, there's a decent chance he might be, he might have headlined, you know, WrestleMania this year because no one else is healthy. So he may have finally got his switch <laughs> if he was still there. But it is, it is amazing. As he's been gone for two years, and I'm not saying he's been forgotten, but... The show goes on, with or without you. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, but I, I think the, the bigger point is what has anything changed from kind of the question you asked me? The show is going to go on no matter what happens, but does has anything changed from when he left? Is this, are we seeing the same thing that he was complaining about when he left in the first place? I don't think it has. And it's, it's sad, the idea that all his bitching and the idea that everyone was going crazy listening to his uh, Art of Wrestling podcast and all the other things that were going on, nothing nothing that he said has caused any change. I don't think he actually thought it would. But, I mean, it is interesting. Two years later, we've still got, like you said, Triple H is still is once again on top. No, Really, no new stars have been developed. I mean, you are right. We do have NXT, and we've got a lot of guys who never thought would actually be in the WWE now. Joes, Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn's of the world. 
you know, so I mean, AJ Styles. So there, there is change happening, I guess, but we'll see what happens, you know, as we go along. And hey, you know what? We got another couple of months to see if uh, he's a draw in UFC or if, he's a, if he'll be a dud there. But Jason, I think we've covered a lot of ground this week. How about you let people know how they could uh, follow us on the Twitter machine and uh, everything else? Absolutely. On Twitter, at WorkShootPod, I'll be asking the miracle questions about his ads. Uh, you can also <laughs> check out Corey, at Paladin808. Uh, you can check out our website at www.workshoot.podomatic.com. We're on Facebook at the WorkShoot Podcast. And you can check us out on Stitcher and on iTunes. Uh, just subscribe to us so you never miss a show. Uh, please review. Uh, give us a review. That helps us. And um, Stitcher, same thing. Just type in the WorkShoot Podcast, um, and you'll be able to find us on there. Uh, also, the official sponsor of the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast, and I was forgetting something, which is Punch Apparel, clothing that rocks. www.punc.co. Type in shoot at checkout, and you'll save all in caps, shoot, in checkout, and you'll save over 15%. Uh, you'll save up to 15% on your purchase Again, type in shoot all in caps at checkout, and you'll save 15% off your purchase. Also, one last thing for me, please, tonight, Wednesday night, check out Lucha Underground. It's the best wrestling on TV. The season premiere of season two is, is happening. I can't wait. Um, for all you guys out there, some of my friends have said, oh, what's this Lucha Underground? What is it? I tell them, just watch. It's Fucking amazing. Just watch Lucha Underground tonight. L Ray Network, Time Warner Cable in Rochester, Channel 145. It's phenomenal. You're not going to get a much better uh, description of that than, than that. So, very nice. Uh, last thing on my end this week, just want to let you guys know we're uh, going to be starting something new in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of you guys have heard of Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're thinking about possibly doing some live shows at Block Talk Radio, uh, seeing where that takes us. As you as you most likely have heard me when I was on with uh, Jason Powell of ProWrestling.net when we did uh, his show. That was on Block Talk Radio. They have a lot of great shows on there, and I think we would fit in really well. Uh, we'll see in the next couple of days or weeks on how we can figure that out, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, but for more information, you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash workshoot podcast. So we'll keep you up to date on what we decide to do there, but I think that's an interesting new development for the podcast. Uh, once again, follow us on Twitter at WorkedShootPod and me at Paladin808. Uh, for Jason Brooks, this is Corey Richmond saying thank you as always, and uh, we'll check back with you next week with hopefully a few more matches for Fastlane and maybe another lo lawsuit or two from uh, TNA for guys who they almost got but decided to go somewhere else. Jason, the floor is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. Give me what it takes now. Great.